Physics of the Human Body. These are podcasts from the University of Utah's Department of Physics and Astronomy. Hi, this is Richard Ingebretson. I'm from the University of Utah's Department of Physics and Astronomy. I'm also a faculty member at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Today we're going to talk about MRI scans. Many people have had MRI scans. Certainly you've had a friend or a family member. Maybe you're learning about them for the first time. Unlike an X-ray, an MRI scan uses uh, magnets uh, to image the body, which is interesting because when you think of magnets, you think of metal, and uh, uh, you think of uh, putting a magnet on a, uh, a refrigerator or a metal wall holding something up or magnets playing with each other. But that's really what this is. And even though our bodies aren't made of metal, we're able to image the body using these very, very powerful magnets. It's kind of a curious way how it happens. It's uh, not too complicated. But it's uh, but it's uh, always interesting to see uh, uh, people and uh, their reaction to that and uh, how that works anyway. Um, so to understand how MRIs uh, work, at least initially, uh, you want to look at, uh, uh, well, uh, you want to look at magnets. Uh, to start understanding how that works, you have to understand uh, magnets uh, generally. So uh, you have to look way back as uh, in time on this subject because x-rays have been around a lot longer than MRI scans. Uh, uh, they uh, use uh, kind of like what we say are magnetic fields and atomic spin. They, they go after hydrogen in the body. They could use other atoms, but our body has a lot of hydrogen in it. And uh, then... Uh, there's various reasons why we want to get MRI scans done. Uh, uh, MRI scans primarily are used for creating image of the body, mostly for clinical use, although scientists use that quite a bit. They're used to image uh, fetuses in embryo. They're used to look at kidneys, which have been had dye put into them. Uh, they can be used uh, 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 in, in sort of in this... Uh, in conjunction with ultrasound or fluoroscopy, which is an X-ray, CT scans are X-rays that are done, you know, hundreds of times to image a single part of the body. You can use posit a positron emission tomography, called PET scans, that can be used. Another way of imaging the body is using single photon emission computed tomography or SPECT scans, and finally, your MRI scans. So we have a lot of ways to image the inside of the body, and uh, the MRI scans have become uh, very, very useful. Uh, it, they look at soft tissue injuries primarily, uh, like the musculoskeletal system or joints. They can look at the brain and the spinal cord, heart, the aorta, the arteries. They can look at internal organs, liver, kidney, lungs, etc. They can uh, look for breast, for cancerous uh, in breast. The original work on these was done right after World War II and Felix Bloch and Edward Purcell uh, discovered magnetic resonance. They actually won the Nobel Prize for that in 1952. At first, uh, they could only analyze chemical and physical properties. In 1971, though, it was discovered that magnetic resonance could show differences between tissue, which is a remarkable thing. It has a lot to do with the way they do it. In 1977, the first human MRI scans were done. It took about five hours. They still take quite a bit of time, but they don't take five hours. In 1980, uh, you know, approximately... Uh, 34 years after they were discovered, the first commercial MRI scanners were done. And now, uh, you know, uh, tens and tens of thousands of MRI scanners 
are in use today uh, around the world. Well, uh, how is an MRI done? It's based on how atoms react to magnetic fields. And so uh, that's the key to it. It's not like a magnet holding something up on the refrigerator. Uh, it really is based on uh, the cells and atoms within those cells reacting in magnetic fields. To understand uh, magnetic resonance, we first need to understand two things. One, magnetic fields and a property called spin. Most people are familiar with both of these concepts. We alter them slightly when we talk about things that are in the human body. A magnetic field is uh, it surrounds every magnet. And anytime you put a metal in a magnetic field, it will exert a force on uh, the, and other magnetic material. Like if you drop a paper clip inside a magnet, just an ordinary magnet you buy at the store, you then uh, the magnet will then be attracted to the magnetic field. Uh, curiously enough, that is something that you're most familiar with. People drop uh, paper clips or metal by a magnetic field and it's drawn into it. That field that attracts the paper clip or the metal or when you clip something onto a refrigerator door or something, that magnetic field is very, very central in, in imaging the body. Although the magnet that is used to do that is insanely more powerful than the ones you put on your refrigerator. Every particle, uh, proton, neutrons, electrons, so on, have a spin value. You can think of spin as rotating around in a circle. Oh, that's not exactly what's happening. Uh, but that's a good way to think about it. It's a fundamental property of the particle itself, like charge or mass. Similar to a sphere rotating on its axis. You can think about that. Some things are spinning clockwise. Some things are spinning counterclockwise. Sometimes on their axis is pointing up, and sometimes the axis is pointing down. And so uh, that gets to be complex. And in our in the body and in, in, and in uh, tissue, uh, they have absolutely complete random orientation. Some atoms are pointing up, some are down, some are sideways, some are at angles, and some are spinning to the left, some to the right. So the atom spin will cause it to react to a magnetic field. It's the actual spin that reacts to the, the, this very powerful magnet. Most spins will align with the direction of the magnetic field. So if you put spin these atoms, which are spinning every which way, up, down, sideways, back and forth, so on, if you put in a magnetic field, they will align. They won't change their spin, but they will. the axis in which they're spinning will align up and down. This becomes important in imaging the body because if you look for differences, the first thing you want to do is get everything all aligned so that if there are differences, then you can see them. So they align these uh, magnets and the spins in, uh, so that they're spinning at least in the same uh, axis. Um, Atoms can also absorb specific radio waves, <clears throat> meaning the just the radio waves that you're thinking about, electromagnetic radio waves. This causes them to change spin direction within the magnetic field. So once you've got them all lined up in, a, in their axis, they're all uniform. Some are up or some are down, but they're all rotating in the same axis. They'll absorb a radio wave, and then that radio wave will cause that axis to spin on its side. And uh, so now they, you've given them some energy. They flipped over to their side. And then um, after they have experienced that, it, it will want to rotate back and realign with a magnetic field. And that is called relaxation. During relaxation, an atom will release a, a radio wave. Radio waves and the signals that they create can be easily detected by detectors uh, surrounding the tissue. So... That radio wave spins back to where it's aligned, and then a, another radio wave is then detected from that atom, and that is what is detected in it. Uh, in, in, in it. So um, the thing that you have to understand, though, is that 
these uh, as you swing these things back and forth, it's essential to know that like a child sitting on a swing, you push a child just a little bit, it swings a little bit. Well, it's hard to 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 see that with a detector, so you push it again. You have to do it within resonance. That meaning, when the child you push comes back to you, you know when to push the child to make the child go higher. The person swings, goes back and forth. When it gets to the height of its arc, you push it again, and pretty soon, someone on a swing, child on a swing, will be swinging wildly back and forth, and that is easy to see. So you have the magnetic and the resonance part is to resonate that person by just doing it over and over and over and over again until that um, until that um, uh, axis goes back and forth and back and forth. All the while, it's giving off these radio waves and they get bigger and bigger until you can uh, detect them by these detectors surrounding, uh, surrounding the field. <clears throat> One way to look at it is, uh, is this. If you have... Um, uh, a whole bunch of these, and they start uh, rotating back and forth, you can see that they will um, uh, start moving. They're spinning, they're all aligned, and wobbling, and then pretty soon uh, uh, some sort of a, a, a radio wave uh, is in there, and uh, then they're knocked over onto their side. So um, that is how. So they, they go back and forth and they spin, and once that radio wave is in there, you can see they will typically start swinging back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And they tip down on their side and then the radio wave is turned off and then they will relax. And after they start to relax, then they go back up to their position, their normal position to where they were. And then at that time, when they do flip back up, they give off a, a radio wave. And it doesn't happen all at once. They can happen at different times when they swing back and, and uh, realign themselves. And that's how that radio signal it's giving off is, is, is exactly then um, how uh, they are uh, detected. And you, um, so how is uh, an MRI, uh, does MRI use resonance and relaxation to, to image the body? Well, human body is about 60% water by weight, about 20% by fat. Human body is therefore about 63% hydrogen. Hydrogen has spin and can experience resonance. So we use the, the water basically in the body, which is uh, mostly hydrogen, and that's uh, pretty uh, uniformly around the body. Therefore, you, uh, you when it's spinning, you put in a radio wave, it flips over to its side, and then it will relax, giving off another radio wave, which uh, you detect. And that's just how that is done. So if you put a person in an MRI scanner, use a very, very powerful magnet to align the hydrogen in the body. And uh, those hydrogen uh, atoms will align themselves. And then another radio frequency, uh, uh, rather, radio frequency is then given. They spin off their axis and then they relax. And when they do, uh, then uh, uh, they release an additional radio wave. Those signals are detected by the MRI scanner. Each radio wave is transmitted to a computer as data. The computer interprets all these data points and it constructs a 3D image of the body. It's pretty simple that way, and that's how we image uh, the human body using hydrogen. Areas uh, where there are more hydrogen will absorb and release more signals. So bones, which don't have a lot of water in them, are, are less likely to be imaged, but soft tissues are, and they're very, very effective at, at, at doing that uh, uh, principle. The images uh, represent different densities, hydrogen in the body, basically. So you can image anything. The nice thing about these MRI scans, it doesn't involve x-rays, so it doesn't cause or create cancer. 
uh, it's just really can image the body because of the uh, hydrogen in there. They've been used now for many, many decades and are very, very effective. Getting into an MRI scanner is getting into a very, very um, large magnet. They're, they have to be very close to the body typically. So people with claustrophobia tend to have some problem with it. We can visualize torn ligaments, shoulder injuries. You uh, can diagnose MS polyknea plaques on the brain or down the, the spinal column. Uh, you can diagnose tumors, infections, the brain, spine, or joints. Uh, tendonitis, mass and soft tissues. You evaluate bone, tumor cysts, bulging, herniated discs in the spine. And different strokes in the earliest stages can be seen with MRI scans because of the way you can image the hydrogen. Uh, if you go into one of these things, you can't be, have any metal anywhere because it'll just rip it right to these insanely powerful magnets. Uh, you have to be aware of metal that might be in your body. And so they'll always ask for that. I usually use the closed uh, MRI scans, but they can cause a lot of claustrophobia. They are open, ones that have been created, but they have lower image uh, quality, but they're good for larger people. Uh, they can image a very specific part of the body. They last anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes. They make a very, very loud noise. They can be cheap, or they can cost up to three, even $4,000, depending upon uh, the, how it goes. Uh, it's not leaving anytime soon. MRI and CT scans raise most important medical innovations by physicians. MRI doesn't harm the patients, unlike PET and uh, CT scans. Uh, they're getting to do smaller scanners that do produce color and can do uh, smaller uh, parts of the body. Very large magnets, <clears throat> so you can't have any metal in the room uh, anywhere at, uh, at all for the MRI scanner. Uh, that, that's how MRI scans uh, work in this interesting principle of magnetic magnets and resonance and the principle of spin. We're always grateful when you listen to uh, these uh, uh, webinars and podcasts we have on uh, physics of the human body. Since this uh, podcast and webinar on MRI scans. And as always, we say thank you for listening.